Welcome back to the Posting Up Podcast with your host, Alec Jesse. I am back after about a maybe a little a little over a week. I think I recorded last on uh, uh, last Friday. Um, had finals week, uh, moved back home. So sorry for the delay. So we are here a Monday afternoon, uh, about 4 o'clock Eastern time, and I'm ready to go for for about an hour, a um, lot of lot of college basketball has gone on between now and then. Uh, we'll start, you know, obviously uh, last Saturday up into through this Sunday. Um, of course, we got some games coming up, but conference play is down to its final two or non-conference play. Excuse me, is down to its final two weeks, and then we're gonna ramp it up with conference play. Um, and that's where kind of you know the real tests begin. So um, we'll. Uh, we'll we'll jump right into it. Um, little uh, news tidbits before we get going. Um, so you see, so out of UCLA, they they had a rough weekend. We'll get to that. Uh, but uh, Shaq's son Shaquille, or you know, what's his name? Sharif, excuse me, Sharif O'Neal, so Shaq's son. Sharif O'Neal had heart sur- had heart surgery. He is redshirting this season. Will not play. Um, but it sounds like uh, that uh, went well, so good for him. And uh, some bad news out of Notre Dame uh, this weekend. Their senior guard, Rex Fluger, tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the year. That's a real bummer for them. I, I I don't know how many games they've played. They've probably played more than eight because I think eight is the minimum. Excuse me, the maximum to get a medical red shirt. I know Emil Jefferson uh, use that one year. I'm pretty sure Reed Travis did that. That's why he's, uh, um, I'm, that's why he's still, um, playing college basketball. Um, but I'm not, uh, totally for sure on that. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, I, I don't know how many games Notre Dame has played. I'd guess most teams have played nine or 10 by now, some 11. Uh, so I'd guess that he probably will not get the opportunity to, uh, to use a medical red shirt. Uh, thus that'll end his career for Notre Dame. Uh, you know, really frustrating if you're Mike Bray. Had a nice win this weekend over Purdue in that little Indiana Classic. Uh, you know, Indiana Butler play. That was a thriller. Again, we'll get into all the games a little later. They played Purdue. They won, and that was a big, uh, big-time um, kind of bubble game because, you know, Purdue falling off pretty big-time. Um, and, uh, you know, Notre Dame having, you know, they lost. I think they, they lost a – a buy game earlier this year, but th- but uh, that was a big win for them. But they lose their their uh, their starting guard, uh, senior guard in the process. That'll be a tough loss uh, for them. Dean Wade is out for Kansas State. He was out in the tournament last year. Um, I'm looking at it. Uh, it says it's a right foot. I don't. I remember a foot injury is what kept him out of last year's tournament for the most part. Um, I don't know which foot it, it he hurt then. Uh, if it was the left or right, but this one says it's the right foot. So he's been having trouble with uh, his feet, regardless. Uh, that is a, that, that's a concern going forward for Kansas State, who is a top 15 team coming, or maybe they're ranked 15th or 16th coming into the season. Uh, lost to Marquette, I know that. I think that's their only loss, but Dean Wade is their best offensive player. So that's definitely something to look for going forward for the Wildcats of Kansas State. All right, let's get into the games. So no one's really had a much better week than the Tennessee Volunteers have. Um, you know, I said before the season, I didn't know how much better they could get. 
And, um, again, there's still a long way to go. And championships are not won uh, in November and December by any means. By any means. But it's pretty clear. Right now, at this point in the season, if I had to pick two teams, I think are the best two teams in the country, I'd pick Duke and Tennessee. Um, Again, I think Tennessee is farther along than most teams at this point. So you kind of expected, or maybe you should have expected them to be pretty good. Uh, But, you know, they lose to Kansas, and it was pretty clear, well, one team knows how to play in big games, and one team did not. And that's kind of what happened. I mean, it was a close game throughout. Grant Williams finds fouls out. There's really no other offense other than Admiral Schofield chucking up shots. And ultimately, Kansas wins the game. They're able to close it out. Um, so, that, you know, and that was kind of the thing. Well, you know, Tennessee, yes, they got a lot of experience. Yes, they were a three seed last year, and they returned pretty much everyone that had an impact on that. On last year's uh, uh, champion SEC, you know, they split the regular season title with uh, the Auburn Tigers pretty much everyone's back, you'd expect them to be pretty good. Uh, but I think they're better than I expected. Admiral Schofield, you know, went into the went through the draft process, uh, opted to come back for a senior year. Um, I, I guess that was a good decision. I don't, I don't really know. But he is, he's been awesome this year. Um, I, people, he was, may, maybe he didn't shoot it quite as well as he did, as he did last year, as he's doing this year. But, it was, of my opinion, last year that he was the best player on the team. And I know Grant Williams, you know, won SEC Player of the Year. But I feel like Admiral Schofield flew under the radar. Now people are like, oh, this dude's really good. This dude's a really good college player. When, in reality, that was the case last year. And I didn't understand why it was all Grant Williams this, Grant Williams that. When I thought, I felt like Admiral Schofield was the best player on the team. And so far this season, he's been the best player on the team. I mean, shooting the ball extremely well from the three-point line. Um, obviously, they played Gonzaga in Phoenix uh, the last Sunday, uh, won the game uh, 76-73. Admiral Schofield hit a two late threes, had a bank in, I think, to put him up by uh, a deuce, and then he hit the game-winning three uh, later on. Um, and ultimately, Tennessee wins this game 76-73. And then this past week, or this past game, excuse me, they went to Memphis, and Memphis is not good by any means, but they went there and they took care of business, scored 100 points, 102-92, not much defense in this game, but Admiral Schofield uh, has had has 59 points in the past two games. Um, you know, this <clears throat> there's not a whole lot this team can't do. They got to the free throw line 46 times. 46 times, they made 39 of them. This is a good free throw shooting team. They were a good free throw shooting team last year. Um, they got two guys in Schofield and Williams that are just an absolute load in the post. Uh, Kyle Alexander is a nice complimentary piece at, um, down low. And then you get, you know, Jordan Bone, Jordan Bowden playing playing really good basketball and, uh, you know, making free throws. You know, Bowden's kind of struggled early on with his shot, but last year, I mean, he was one of the best shooters in the country. Um, and Jordan Bone has been terrific. Um, and he was kind of the, not the afterthought, but he was kind of the secondary guard last year to Bowden. The rules have kind of re- reversed. I remember in the SEC tournament game, Jordan Bone was terrific. Um, and he, he was their best player uh, in that game uh, of the, in the backcourt. Uh, I think Lamonte Turner's hurt again because he didn't play against Memphis. So they still need, they need to get him right. 
Um, they still got a little bit of depth issues. Uh, John Fulkerson's giving them a little more than I thought he would, but that's still not a guy that Tennessee wants to lean on um, coming off the bench. Um, but regardless, really impressive win for for Tennessee. They've had a great week. I think in the new polls, they're ranked third or fourth, uh, deservedly so. They've earned it. Uh, they are the clear leader go, going into the SEC play. Uh, they're the clear pick, in my opinion. Auburn's good. Auburn has more NBA talent, but Tennessee's the better team. They're the, they're the better coach team. Um, obviously, we'll get to Kentucky in a little bit. They're miles away, uh, and really the rest of the SEC is as well. Uh, I'd say, you know, Tennessee is your clear one. Auburn's two. They're close. Uh, and then really after that, it gets very, very uh, jumbled fast. LSU's been kind of a disappointment. Florida's been a disappointment. Uh, Kentucky thus far has been a disappointment. Um Alabama's been somewhat of a disappointment. Arkansas uh, had been one of the surprises, and then they lost to WKU, uh, not this Saturday, but the last Saturday. So it's been more disappointing for the SEC than not. Mississippi State's been pretty solid. I think they've only lost one game. Uh, they're pretty good. Uh, that that's might be your third team right at this point, um, you know, and we'll, we'll see what happens with Kentucky. Uh, but Mississippi State's been been you know, about, about as advertised thus far. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, Tennessee, uh, again, it, it'll be interesting. Can they keep up with teams? Um, can they keep up with teams as the season goes on with these younger, more talented teams getting better? You know, do, do they stay the same or do they get better as well? Um, I think that's, that's something to look for. Cause obviously all these guys coming back, you had to imagine they're going to be ready to go uh, to start the year and they are. I mean, they, they've they've only lost one game thus far, and you know, they, game against they already have wins against Louisville. They already have you know, they got the Gonzaga wins. I mean, early in the season, that they have a clear pedigree. I mean, they're a one seed at this point uh, in the season. We'll have to see uh, if it holds. Conference play, it's a beast. The road conference games are tough. Um, we'll just have to see um, what happens. Okay. Uh, as for Gonzaga, they have now dropped two in a row after losing at Chapel Hill on um, on Saturday. Uh, I mean, the Tennessee game is kind. Of, I mean, hit a game winning shot. It's kind of it, it. It is what it is. But um, you know, they uh, they they didn't. They were not able to close it out. They had the lead late. They gave it up. They hit. They gave up back to back threes to Schofield. They lose the game. You know, it happens. They were kind of playing with fire. You know, the Washington game, they uh, they played, you know, they almost lost. They gave up a big they, they gave up a big lead. They ended up coming back and hitting a game-winning shot. So the luck kind of ran out for them. And then at Carolina, they got blitzed. Um, I, I was watching some football, and I remember turning it over to the game. Um, and, you know, it was, I don't know, it was maybe... It was in, in between five and ten minutes uh, in the game, and, and Carolina's up thirty, like thirty nine to to twenty five or something like that. They were up a bunch, you know, and and you know they you get down by that much on the road. Carolina came out firing. Uh, they had no, Gonzaga had no answer for for Carolina offensively. You know, Gonzaga it ended up being one hundred three to ninety 
Carolina over Gonzaga. But Gonzaga had so Gonzaga was able to score. That wasn't really the problem. And Carolina is not a good defensive team. At least not at this point they are aren't. But they can score and they got they can shoot it. And Carolina shot a crisp uh thirty-five from sixty-four from the field. That's um fifty-four percent for those keeping count at home. And thir- thirteen of twenty-five, that's fifty-two percent from three. Uh, Cam Johnson, twenty-five points. He's been a, he's been on fire from three. I think he's averaging almost fifty percent from the from uh, behind the arc. So guy cannot let get open. Luke May, I feel like, has been kind of disappointing this year, but he had a big double double with twenty points, sixteen rebounds. Um, Colby White, more of the same from him. You know, f- solid fifteen points. A uh, seventh Woods coming off the bench, and a guy that really hasn't played a whole lot in his collegiate career. Has had 14 points on 17 in 17 minutes. Um, so you got role players stepping up. You got the you know the big guns for them uh, firing away, and they kind of rolled over Gonzaga. It's clear that Gonzaga needs Killian Tilly, and they need him soon because their depth is really waning. Uh, Gino Grandall is also out. Um, that right now is the big problem with them, and um, how you know. They lost to a grown man team in Tennessee. How are they going to How are they going to do against the bigger, the bulkier teams? They got have the win against Duke, but remember that game. They had that one uh, in the bag. I mean, they were up by double digits, the majority of them, and they almost blew that lead. And and they honestly, they were lucky that time just expired on Duke. Duke ran out of time more than they uh, completely lost the game in the end. Um, so for Gonzaga, it's clear they need to get their guys back. They got to get Tilly and Killy and Tilly back. They got to get. Gino Grandall back. They need to get these guys back healthy. It'll help their depth. Um, it'll be interesting, though, How again, like I've mentioned, how it um, has an impact on the team as far as the rotation goes because I know you, you put in a full-time guy like that into something that was kind of already – to a rotation that was already established and kind of mess up the chemistry a little bit, can throw that stuff off. So it'll be interesting. But thankfully for Gonzaga, after this Carolina game um, – they really don't play anyone else that's any good. Uh, they they have uh, a Texas Arlington, and then they play Denver, um, and I don't even know this team. Uh, North Alabama. Um, I think these are all home games too. Um, and then uh, see uh, California State Bakersfield. They, they should roll through, and then and then they're in the conference play, and they should just roll through conference play. You know, BYU, they'll they'll have some, they got some dudes. They should be able, maybe to put up a little bit of a fight uh, at home. But Gonzaga is still clearly superior in every way. Uh, St. Mary's isn't good this year. They lost their entire team last year. Um, so I would uh, or um um. So I would expect Gonzaga to just totally roll over a conference play, they, and they can kind of figure out the rotation with that. But they need, need to get those guys healthy. Um, I would expect Gonzaga enters the tournament or enters their conference tournament. I think they'd be 30, 31 and two, something like that. Um, I, I don't know. They're they're going to have thirty plus. I, I expect them to enter the NCAA tournament with two losses uh, and, and be uh, represent one of the one seeds, probably the the one seed out west. Considering how bad the Pac-12 is again, um, they'll have no problems uh, get, getting a one seed. And, and the the win against Duke, uh, they have a win against Arizona. 
Um, uh, the the win against Washington. I mean, the, so they have they have solid wins. Yes, losing to Tennessee and Carolina hurt, but those aren't bad losses. Neither of of them at home. Carolina a true road game. Tennessee a three point loss on a neutral court. Um, th- that's not going to really have that much of an impact. Of uh, they've kind of done their job as uh, in conference play or in non conference play uh, of uh, building a, a resume. But they need to get their guys healthy. Okay, so let's 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 get into to Kentucky a little bit. So I said on the last podcast, and no, I'm not going to spend the entire time talking about Kentucky. We still got to talk about Villanova and kind of their problems, Kansas, um, uh, and and whoever else uh, that I that I see as notable. So I said, uh, you know, about Kentucky. Okay, you know, after the Greensboro game which I thought they played very well for that second half, and they closed them out really well. I was like, all right, this is a time where they're either going to take off or they're going to fall apart. And, you know, they got a game against Seton Hall. You know, the first Power 5 team, they've Power 6 team, they're Big East. The first, you know, high major, we'll say, team they've played since Duke. Um, It's a nice little, okay, it's a nice, you know, let's see where we're at at this game. But it's a game you should win, right? Um... You know, Seton Hall, yeah, they got some, you know, Miles Powell's are one of the best scorers in the Big East, maybe in the country. Uh, but, I mean, talking about a team that lost four starters from, from a team that went to the round of 32, uh, not exactly a daunting challenge. And, yes, it's in New York, it's in the, the Garden, but it's a, still a neutral court game. Seton Hall fans were going to go, of course, but there's going to be a, 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 a solid Kentucky constituency in the building as well. Um... So I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the first half, but it sounds like that they just totally couldn't make a shot, um, just didn't make anything. They were they still found themselves up by six at halftime, and then you know they they got the lead to around seven. They let them come back, and and Miles Powell for the majority of the game couldn't hit anything. I mean, couldn't hit the side of the barn. We're talking about a ninety percent free throw shooter who was missing free throws. I mean, he couldn't hit anything, and uh, you know, think. Someone goes under a screen, hits one three, and all of a sudden it gets caught and catches fire. Um, and you know they, they about win. The, they should have won the game in regulation. Keldon Johnson's a crazy ha- uh, half court buzzer beater uh, to get uh, to to get the game to overtime, tied at seventy. And uh, Kentucky had the game won multiple multiple times, both in regulation and in overtime. They had the ball. Uh, they got back to back stops. They were up a point. Ashton Hagens misses a free throw, may, misses one, makes one, and they go down and hit a three, and that's that. And, and, I mean, a brutal loss. I mean, just an absolute brutal loss. If you're Seton Hall, it's, I mean, that there you go. If, if you wanted any shot at a bubble, at the bubble, you got it with that. So, you know, good for Kevin Willard and his squad. Miles Powell was incredible. But, my goodness, I mean, for Kentucky, that, that's a loss you cannot take. That's just a bad loss. There's no other way to say it. it's a terrible loss. Um, you know, you PJ Washington was terrific. I think he had, had a career high, 20, like 28 points, 29 points. Uh, was terrific. Keldon Johnson. I mean, you saw saw a dude with with some uh, some ice cold blood running through his veins with some of those clutch shots at the end. Um, so maybe you know you got your two go to guys, but Reed Travis fouls out and. Uh, the missed shots, the breakdowns on defense, the turnovers, you know, missing free throws, just all around, just 
excruciatingly bad. Um, and you lose a game you really can't afford to lose. If Kentucky, if you're Kentucky and you want a one seed, that you can't have bad losses like that. You just can't have it. And they can still get a one seed, but they're going to have to win some games they probably shouldn't win. And it makes it just a lot tougher. Your margin for error goes, you know, was you lose to Duke and it looked bad. Yes, but that's Duke. Duke's got NBA dudes. Duke's going to be a one seed. Duke's maybe the best team in the country. Um, Kentucky or excuse me, Seton Hall is not a tournament team. Seton Hall is not ranked, and Seton Hall is not very good. And it's a bad look to, in you know, the, the cross-town rival Lowell goes to Seton Hall, a true road game, and beats them the week before. It's not a good look if you're Kentucky, and, and you know, they could not hit any, any shots uh, at all. Tyler Hero 0 for 6. Um, it was bad. Um, so I was kind of eager to see, all right, well, let's see what a week of practice does. And, and, and you know, I, I was I, – I don't – at this moment, it's hard to put any trust in Kentucky, but I'll get to my bottom. I'll get to what I think of them after I talk about Utah. So they play Utah, and they come out down 10-2 to 2 immediately. It's like, okay, more of the same. But, no, they, they, uh, they played really well in the first half. Uh, after that point, they they essentially clamp down on defense and only get up twenty seven points to a team. You know, Utah's not good. Again, I'm not gonna say that Utah's good, but I mean a, a team that chucks up a lot of threes. I think they make around nine to ten threes a game, um, and they held them to maybe two or three in the first half. So pretty good. Um, and they uh, and they shot the ball extremely well. Kelton Johnson hit his first five threes. I think he ended up he ended up uh, making six threes. Uh, and he was absolutely terrific, um, just all around. So, um, and you know, PJ Washington kind of struggled a little bit, but he still ended up with, you know, with a, you know, nine points, five rebounds, a couple blocks, a steal, you know. So he assists. So he he still had impact on the stat sheet. Tyler Hero got out of his slump, hit a couple threes. Um, Emmanuel quickly hit a couple threes, it, but this was the big one, and I wasn't watching it this time, but I, but I saw the video. So the, Jamal Baker, who got in a little bit against Seton Hall because they just kind of think Cal just had to put someone in, but they put him in at the end of this game, and you know Kentucky did a really good job because they were winning by fourteen, they got the lead to nineteen, Utah cut it all the way back to nine, and then Kentucky got it all the way out to like twenty something again. And the spread was like 15. So I was like, okay, you know, they actually closed out a game. I'll get, give them that. They clamped down on defense. I think they only gave up 61 points. Um, there was a point where Utah had made eight straight shots coming out of halftime. And then they they went totally cold. And um, they, they went absolutely cold. And, um, and, you know, due to Kentucky's defense, I think, let me pour up, pull, excuse me, pull up, cannot talk. Uh, the box score here for the final stats. Uh, yeah, Utah, 7 for 23, 30% from 3, 44% from the floor. That's a little high. Uh, I bet Cal isn't too happy about that. They got uh, Both Gok. Uh, I've never heard of him. but Actually, I had heard of him before, but I'd never seen him play. It was really good, like a really long athletic dude. Looked like a potential NBA guy. Uh, but anyway... He he got he got twenty two he got his but only one other uh, Utah Ute got in double digits, but then so again regardless to my point, 
Um, they put in Jamal Baker in the last couple minutes of the game. It's kind of it's over, and, and they, they they run off the screen one time. He has his release. It's not Steph Curry's release, and I'm not comparing Jamal Baker to Steph Curry at all. But it's in that kind of. And I'm just talking about the release of his shot. I'm not talking about him as a player. But he gets that ball off fast. And it's like a quick release. It's a boom, boom kind of a deal. You know, like Hero and Johnson, those dudes kind of have long, you know, those dudes take a bit to get their shot up. Now, Tyler Hero hit a buzzer beater in the first half where he released it pretty quick and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful shot. So he's been working on that. Kel's been working on that with him. But Jamal Baker has a really quick release. And the first shot he hit, he shot did not touch the net. Like, it went right through the hoop. I mean, like, it was a perfect shot. And then he gets the ball again. And he, he, he fakes, and then he kind of does a jab step, jab step, and then he just pulls it, and he drains that one. And it was kind of like, it was kind of like, oh, my goodness. Like, this dude can fill it up and, and has – no fear. I mean, there was no, there was no like hesitation. Like that's the thing with Emmanuel quickly that drives, I'm sure Cal and Kentucky fans all over the place crazy is that he's so hesitant. Should I shoot it? What should I do here? I'm trying to be perfect, and he didn't do that this game, and he ended up with 12 points and again the two threes played pretty well. Jamal Baker, there's no fear. I mean, it's just it lets it loose, cuts it loose. And I think Kentucky might have found their formula for. I, and again, I, last time I predicted them to go off or to have a big step, they totally fell flat on their faces and looked awful. And yeah, next week isn't next week isn't Seton Hall. Next week's North Carolina in Chicago. And like I said about North Carolina, I mean that team can score it. So if you don't play if you don't play defense from three, I mean they're going to scorch you. Uh, like I said, Cam Johnson's shooting about 50% from three. Luke May's always a threat. They got guys that can shoot the ball all over the court. And they play. And Roy Williams plays a lot of dudes, keeps them fresh, um, and, and they run up and down the court. They play that fast pace. Nas Little. I mean, he, he's been disappointing thus far, but we're talking about a freak athlete, a guy that's going to be picked in the top probably five in the NBA draft. And, and I don't think it's honestly on him that he's struggling. I think it's more on the coaching staff for not – uh, for not kind of riding him out, for not letting him, letting him play through his mistakes. Um, but like the, I, I think Kentucky, they need to be like a run and gun team. And it's not a live or die by the three because Reed Travis is gonna, always going to be there. He had sixteen points this game. He's always going to be there. He's going to be. A, he's going to rebound. He, he's going to do. You know, he's going to do the dirty work, right? And he and he can score. Uh, in the post, I mean, he he is good for for ten to fifteen and and more if you need it. Every game he steps on the court, every game. You know, PJ Washington still got to be more consistent. Now, this game he didn't, you know, he he didn't he only took eight shots, um, but that you know they need they need him to be kind of that score too. They need Tyler Hero to hit shots, and he had seventeen points. He did pretty well. Uh, and, and if Kelton Johnson's hitting threes, that that's big time. But I think Jamal Baker's got to play. If he's do, I mean, if he's doing that, he has to. But I think you got to play him. Uh, and you got to be a team that shoots it a lot. I, Kentucky was bottom three hundred in both shot three point shots attempted and made. And if you're Kentucky, if you're Cal Perry, that doesn't work. That can't work. You know, Duke. Duke could probably cool. Uh, pull it off this year because they're the best team inside the arc of, of, of any team. 
with the guys they got. I mean, between Barrett and, and Reddish and, and, uh, and Zion, they, they don't have to take a bunch of threes. And Cameron Reddish is a pretty good three-point shooter uh, in his own right. He's better than, uh, than I think people expected him to be. But between Barrett and Zion, I mean, you, you don't have to take a lot, a lot of threes with those guys. Uh, you know, um, trying to think. The you know the 14-15 Kentucky team didn't have to take a whole lot of threes because they just shut you down. I mean they wouldn't they wouldn't let you get shots off. Uh, so you could you didn't have to. Uh, that team didn't have to chuck up threes. This team, you know, they're they're good in in some as in some ways, but they got some deficiencies. They got some problems, and they're not. And also, if you're not get if you're in addition to not shooting threes and making threes, opponents against them are taking and making, you know, a, a boatload of threes. So that recipe, if you're trading twos for threes, I mean, that's how you lose some of these games. I mean, that, that that's, or, or, you know, against Winthrop and, and uh, VMI and Tennessee State and some of these other games where you didn't play so hot, um, you know, that's kind of the difference. That's why you don't beat VMI by twenty five. You only beat them by thirteen. That's why you don't beat V, or uh, that's why you don't beat Winthrop by by uh, twenty points. You beat them by ten, right? You know that that's kind of what the deal is. I'm trying to think. Kentucky's so Kentucky's won. I think I believe it's f- three games by twenty or more points. And let's see their three point makes and attempts. Gets Monmouth. 24 attempts for 10 in uh, 10 makes. It's pretty good. That, that that's, you know, that's that's a solid amount. Um see what it was against Utah. I think it, I think they were 20 they were 12 for 23 against Utah. Pure work here, excuse me. Uh a second here. And then against North Dakota, that was their third game of the season. They went six for thirteen. Not a whole lot of makes or takes, but they shot a pretty good percentage. They still shot forty six percent from three. So the point is, you know, in the games where they shoot a lot of threes, they've they've had some success against Seton Hall. I don't think they took. I know they didn't shoot a good percentage. Let's see how many they took. Seton Hall took twenty six, made a made eleven. Now. Six of those eleven were from Powell when he was hitting shots that were kind of crazy, but regardless, the point remains. In Kentucky, they shot twenty and they only made five. I think if you're Kentucky, you gotta you gotta focus on shooting. If you're Calipari, you gotta focus on shooting because that's what can give you the edge. If Hero and Baker, those dudes are hitting shots, it doesn't matter how many dunk Zion gets. You're trading twos for threes, and I think that's the weapon that Kentucky has to take advantage of. Because now, when if Baker's healthy, that dude can shoot. Tyler Hero has shown the ability to shoot. He's just got to be more consistent. Keldon Johnson, he rose his percentage from thirty-two percent to like forty-two percent, uh, hitting those first five threes. Uh, he his stroke is getting better. He's getting better as a shooter before our eyes. So this game against Carolina, I think Carolina's going to win, and I think they're going to win by like ten, because Kentucky has shown no ability to really stop the three against teams that are like good. Like like this will be the ultimate test to their three point defense. You're talking about one of the best perimeter teams in the country. You're talking about one of the best shoot, one of the better shooting teams in the country. This will be the test. 
And if if they can pass this, okay, you know, then then it's on. Uh, but uh, we'll just see. After that, they play Louisville and they start conference play. If you're Kentucky, you beat Louisville and UNC. If you're able to do that, which I don't see, think it's likely. I think it's likely they lose both. Much more likely they lose both than win them both. But if you win them both, I mean, then all of a sudden that seat and all loss doesn't matter as much anymore. You got a true road win against Louisville. You got a, a neutral court win against a top ten team, and then you have an opportunity to beat Kansas at home. I mean that's. There you go. You got a, a good road, home, and neutral court win against non-conference teams. Take care of business in conference, and then all of a sudden, okay, the one seeds in play, depending on uh, uh, how Tennessee and and Auburn do. So we'll just have to see. All right, but yeah, I, I would if I had to pick. If you had, if uh, you made me pick that game, I'm picking Carolina uh, to win that. Uh, they play. I don't think they're gonna come out guns a blazing like like they did uh, against. Uh, Gonzaga, and they again. I think Gonzaga, you know, the, their lack of depth has their their guys, you know, Rui and Brandon Clark, kind of tired. But uh, I'd have to go with. Uh, I probably have to go with. Um, Carolina, uh, in that game, regardless. Villanova. Again, I, I've said this many times. The effect of winning championships is starting they're starting to feel it they lost their first Philly 5 game against Penn in 5 years I think the last time they lost one was either in 2014 or 13 um, well that's more than 5 years or actually no 5 years yeah 13 uh, yeah I think it was in like 5, five years um, they, they went from one of the best ball movement shooting teams just you know the offense so in sync. They went from that to guys, you know, they don't. They just don't. To to playing essentially one on one ball. There's no you know spacing. The ball movement isn't as good. They've lost to now two mid majors. Um, they've now and then you know they lost to Kansas, which against Kansas they actually put up quite a fight uh, on the road to down Fieldhouse, but they came up short, seventy four seventy one. They lost to Penn seventy eight seventy five. Um, I mean, they're brutal, brutal. If you're Villanova, uh, they dropped out of the rankings this week. They're now eight and four. They they host play host to Connecticut um, before the uh, before conference play, in which they will open up with DePaul. Um, I think Villanova will make the tournament. Um, I wouldn't, you know, they they have a good win against Florida State. Uh, that will help them. They they beat Oklahoma State. I think that's also a good win, um, but it doesn't look good, right? It, this doesn't, you know. Hopefully, I think if you're Villanova, hopefully Temple does good in the uh, in the AAC. I think that's what the, I think that's where they're at. Yeah, the American Athletic. Uh, that'll look good. You know, a, a neutral court win against them, but brutal to lose. You know, now Furman. And Penn, and then the just the beatdown that Michigan gave them uh, against Kansas. That game was close. That's a more if you want to take a moral victory out of that. I think they could, but they're not going to want to. I, I don't know what you do right now. You know, if you're if you're there, I mean, he's a great coach. You know, Javon Quinterly after the loss to Penn took to Instagram and said, you know, this is why it was my second choice because obviously the uh, FBI investigation he. Uh, wasn't originally slated to go to Arizona. 
he decommitted after all that and ended up at Villanova. And I, you know, I again, like I think I think I've mentioned this with 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 the danger of these guys, um, the guys that go to non-traditional powers or the the non-one and done school. I know Villanova and Carolina both are well known, but when you go to a school that doesn't really go all in on one and dones like a Kansas, like a Duke, like a Kentucky, this is kind of what happens. Like you kind of, you know, Connor Gillespie is is the starting point guard for him and it doesn't like it, that doesn't make sense, right? I mean, Javon Quinley is a five-star. And not that it, the job should be handed to him, but it's clear who the more talented player is. Uh that's not a fluke. That that's that's just a fact. Um so I, you know, the frustration is is legit, I think. I mean, he apologized for it. Uh, took it down, obviously. But that's bad. I mean, that's 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 a bad look. Uh, and if if you're Jay Wright, the, the losing continues. Uh, you know, do you do you stick with your your five star? You, you know, you brought in. I I don't know. It this is gonna be interesting how Villanova kind of responds in in Big East play. Big East play is gonna be. I mean, that's that's gonna be the test, right? Um, you know, right now it looks like Marquette might be the favorite to win the Big East. Um, the Big East is very bad this year. I mean, you know, right now, St. John's is is ten and zero. They haven't really played anyone, um, but you know, it, it'll be it'll be really interesting uh, how Villanova uh, kind of recovers because they've had a brutal non conference stretch. Now they've played some tough games. I mean, they've played a lot of tough ones, but man, I mean, these losing to mid majors for for a team that has I mean, talking about the defending national champions that have won two of the last three national championships. I mean, just incredible run for them. Yeah, but, but you know, you lose Spellman, you lose DiVincenzo. These are guys. I don't, I, DiVincenzo, I mean, that's not a guy that anyone thought was going to go pro after two years. And, uh, you know, but that's kind of how it turned out. So, you know, for Villanova, uh, you know, Jay Wright's going to have to figure, uh, figure out what he needs to do. Uh, and do it fast because uh, you know the the losses are beginning to pile up for the Wildcats. See what we got up here. Trying to think. Well, uh, so yeah, for as for Duke, um, they haven't really played anyone. I don't remember. I think they, I know they played Yale. I think that's the last game they've played. They've played in a while. Um, they they're just destroying teams as they've done all season. Uh, but their next you know real game is against Texas Tech in the Garden. Texas Tech is undefeated right now. They're a perfect ten and zero, and they're and they're ranked twelfth. Um, it's pretty incredible that they're at this point. Uh, you're talking about a team that lost, I think five or six guys. They lost a lot. Um, from an elite eight team, I, mean, I know. Uh, what uh, Keenan Evans? That was a big one. Uh, they lost him, and uh, I mean that that was like their that that, that was their star last year. That was kind of their catalyst. Remember when they got all the way ranked inside like the top five? I mean he was the reason. Then they got hurt and they started losing some games, and they get him back, and then they make the run uh, to the to the elite eight, uh, only to lose to Villanova. They, you lose all those guys. You lose a bunch of seniors. And you kind of have to start over a little, little bit. And then uh, 
Zaire Smith as well. You're talking about a guy that was a three-star coming out. No one thought he was going to be a one-and-done, and he ends up going uh, – he ends up you know, being a one-and-done. You lose a guy like that as well. But, uh, you know, you, you lose all those guys. You need to kind of get your uh, – get some guys to step up. You get Tariq o, uh, Owens from uh, St. John's, a transfer. You get uh, Matt Mooney. I think he went to oh, – where did he go? He might have gone to one of the Dakotas. I don't remember exactly, though. Or he might have gone to, like, Northeastern. Regardless, get so you get two grad transfers. Jared Culver now is your starter. Uh, is kind of like your go-to score. And so far, so good. I mean, Chris Beard can coach. The dude can coach. And, they, you know, they beat USC. Uh, they beat Nebraska, um, who is really good. I think it's Nebraska's only loss this year. They beat Memphis. Um, they still they've played a bunch of cupcakes in between those, but those are solid wins. I don't think I would not have expected them to beat Nebraska. Not only did they beat them, they beat them seventy to fifty two. They crushed them. And I mean, Nebraska is good, really good. But now the ultimate test uh, comes against Duke, um, and then they play uh, is this Rio Grande, the UT Rio Grande Valley uh, before. They open up play at West Virginia, who has been who has had a rough non-conference stretch as well. They just lost to Rhode Island, uh, I think by double digits too. Sag Kanate was out of that game, so uh, right now you have to like uh, Texas Tech's chances of winning that game. But regardless, Duke is up next on the twentieth, so that would be what is that? I guess it's the Thursday. Yeah, at seven p.m. in the Garden uh, should be an exciting matchup. Um, I would expect Duke to win, but you never know. I mean, it's in the Garden. Um, they're you know, the, Chris Beard, really good coach, and they've had some guys really step up. You know, between Culver and Matt Mooney, Culver I think is averaging like eighteen a game. Uh, but the Texas Tech Red Raiders, you know, a team that I most people probably thought didn't wasn't going to make the tournament. I had them outside my top forty. They look and they're ranked twelfth, and they're looking great. Um, so, uh, you know, good for them. Uh, Houston. Houston, another team, right? They lose Rob Gray. What was it? That was his name? I know his last name was Gray. I think it was Rob Gray. Uh, the man bun guy. Really good player. Um, it hasn't mattered thus far. Another team that lost a lot. I didn't have them in my top 50. And they're ranked 21st right now. Um, and they got, they still got, uh, I believe it's three games before conference play against Utah State, uh, Copen, I think it's Copen State, and NJIT. They should run through that issue. They, they'll probably be in the American, going to the American undefeated. They already have wins against Oregon, against at Oklahoma State, against LSU. Um, I mean, like, wow. Pretty, pretty solid. Uh, all around, they just played host to LSU. I think they, I mean like Chris Paul, James Harden. I think JJ Watt was there. I mean, it was a, it was a scene, and and they beat the uh, the Tigers, who have been in a slump as late, but uh, they've been absolutely uh, terrific. Corey Davis, I believe that was the guy that um, that missed the free throws. That essentially allowed Michigan to win that game. He missed the free throws. I think they're, or he missed either one or both of them. 
that ended up putting Michigan up, or that put it, that kept the lead just two before Jordan Poole hit the game winning three. But he's been he's back and he's he's scoring the ball well at fifteen point seven points a game. I feel like I've heard the name Armani Brooks, but regardless, um, I can't put a I don't know exactly who it is, but regardless, he's averaging fifteen point eight points per game and seven rebounds. I mean he. he Another guy that's, that's really stepped it up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Houston, and it, a freshman point guard, Nate Hinton, I believe that he's a freshman. Am I right about that? He is a freshman. Okay, I was right about that. Uh, seven points and si- seven points per game and, s- and four rebounds a game in just 22 minutes of action now in the 10 games played. So, uh, really nice job. Uh, Kelvin Sampson. Has this team on the map again? They're terrific. They look to be, you know, maybe the early leaders in the American. You know, with Wichita State taking a big step back. You know, Cincinnati isn't is is definitely down. Um, who else? Uh, Memphis is still, you know, pretty bad. Um, who else is in that conference? I'm, I'm forgetting a team. Well, UConn. Uh, they look to be the early favorite for that uh, going in. I don't again. That's another team. I don't think people really expected to be even in the tournament, and uh, they're, they're ranked right now. Let's see if any other action. Uh, Michigan kind of struggled their way uh, to a win against Western Michigan, but they can stay undefeated. They had a close call against Northwestern on the road. I think they won that game sixty-two sixty. I was kind of eager to see how they re- you know respond to it, their first true road game and they and they won. Um it's it's not going to be easy but it's it seems like that some of the smoke or some of the steam that they, they were just going crazy or you know, the the momentum they had early on is wearing off a little bit. So uh you know look to see how they respond. Who who do they have up next? Probably going to be a couple cupcakes. They host Air Force they play Binghampton, and then that's when they start conference play uh, with Penn State on the third. Um, have they played Penn State? No, they have not. But regardless, Michigan perfect eleven and zero, up to fourth in the polls. Uh, pretty pretty solid stuff. Auburn, they played a true road game against UAB. I don't know why, uh, but they ended up winning in overtime. Jared Harper career high. 31 points. They've been kind of iffy as of late. Let me see who else they've played. I feel like they've had some. And they beat Dayton. It was a home game, 82-72. Um, a couple of teams I don't know who they are. Yeah, so, you know, it looks like, again, Tennessee, I'd say, is, is solidly ahead of Auburn. But Auburn up to seventh uh, in the polls, still 9-1. and one. Um has been Duke. So of all the games that Duke has won, I believe that's been their closest win. Uh, they only lost that game by uh, uh, six points. But regardless, I mean Auburn's terrific. I mean, there's no other way to say it. They can shoot the ball. Uh, they got scores. They got Austin Wiley in the post. Uh, they they have much more depth than they did a year ago. They're gonna be they're gonna be really good. They're gonna be a tough out uh, for anyone that has to play them. West or excuse me, Virginia Tech beats Washington. Washington already with. Four losses this season. A team that I had in the top 25. A team that most people thought was, you know, really, really good coming into the year. And and it just hasn't happened for them. The Pac-12 has been brutal between Oregon, uh, USC, Arizona, Washington. 
uh, been a brutal non-conference stretch. At UCLA, they lost to Belmont. Uh, you know, it's looking like all these teams are going to be on the bubble. When I thought Oregon, I thought uh, I thought UCLA, Washington would be surefire tournament teams, and it looks like USC isn't even going to be in the picture after losing all these games that they have early on. Uh, Mississippi State beats Cincinnati. They're uh, they're good. I mean, there's no other way to say it. That that's a good team. They're going to be they're they're a surefire. To, I'd put them as the third best team in the SEC as of today. Ohio State survives a scare against Bucknell. Uh, I think Ohio State's they've only lost the one game. They're they're another team. I didn't expect them to you know I expected them to kind of take a drop off after last year. They lose you know Kata Bates Diop. And um, oh, Jashawn Tate hasn't really mattered for him. Luther Muhammad, C.J. Jackson's been really good. Uh, Caleb Wesson, the we- and uh, his brother Andre, the Wesson brothers have been really good. Uh, they, they, you know, Holt. I think it's Chris Holtman has not missed a beat thus far. Buffalo still undefeated as well, ten and zero. They, they're up to where are they up to? They're up to fourteenth in the polls. They just come on, came off of a sweep of uh, Southern Illinois, beat them on the road and at home. Uh, but they got some major tests coming. Syracuse, who just lost to Old Dominion, they got Syracuse at the Carrier Dome, and they go to Marquette. That's going to be two terrific games. If Buffalo can win those two, even split, they're going to be very much in the conversation for an at-large bid. Because, I mean, you got West Virginia. If you beat West, say they beat West Virginia and Marquette, you beat two ranked teams on their on their floor. If you can avoid multiple bad losses in conference play, if you're Buffalo, Nate Oates is going to have his team back in the tournament. C.J. Massenburg is a stud. Who else? Uh, Georgia blew a massive home lead to Arizona State. The Tom Crean, uh, the Tom Crean experience, Experiment has not worked thus far. Um, Georgia's probably the worst team in the SEC. Them or A and M, you know, it's it's a toss up really. A and M won, I think, at Oregon State. Oregon State's not good, but A and M, A and M at least has a true road win to their uh, to their resume. Georgia, I mean, Georgia State beat them by a bunch a couple weeks ago. Um, Indiana and Butler, Indiana ranked twenty fifth. Uh, they they beat Louisville. Last Saturday, terrific game. Uh, and there was an- another terrific game against Butler. Uh, Indiana was down by 10 to 15 in the second half, and it just did not matter. Juwan Morgan, 35 points. That has to be a career eye for him. Uh, you didn't get, get a whole lot out of Romeo Langford, but Robert Finisi, the game winning three at the buzzer, or, a great game, a crushing loss for Butler. You get that win. Um, you kind of you, that's a very nice bubble win, neutral court game against a top twenty-five team, but it didn't work out for them. Again, Syracuse losing the whole Dominion. Syracuse, you gotta wonder what's up with with the Cuse with the Orange right now. They have they have not been good this year, losing to uh, UConn, losing to Oregon. And now to Old Dominion, they host Buffalo, and they need it. And, and that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a close game for them. But you would have thought a top 
a top 16 team by by the year's end uh returning Tyus Battle would be better uh would be more ready to go at this point and it just has not worked out Franklin Howard is back by the way from injury so still a very surprising uh, a surprising result in Old Dominion Again, everyone thought I think WKU was going to run away with Conference USA, and they're kind of sputtering a little bit, even though they beat Ar- Arkansas. Terrific game between Charles Bassey and Daniel Gafford. They just lost to Troy, and Old Dominion gets a a winning. It's a top twenty-five team. Uh, well, was a top twenty-five team. Um, so anyway, uh, so Old Dominion, sort of a surprise. Uh, to this point. All right, let's go through some uh, – that's kind of your recap. If I miss anything, I apologize. But let's talk a little bit about the schedule, um, what what is on deck. So to Monday, today, Arizona State travels to Vanderbilt. That should be a terrific game. I know Vanderbilt's without Darius Garland, but it is tough to play at Memorial. Arizona State going cross-country. Uh, they're eight and one. Only Nevada has beaten them, and Nevada's still undefeated. Arizona State looks again. They look like to be the best team in the Pac-12, and I would have guessed they were brought. They'd be like fourth or fifth, and uh, they are. But they're ranked 18th, and they've been they've been the best team uh, thus far. Uh, Tuesday, Duke is back in action. I believe it. Are they back in action? Is that there? It's their first game since Yale, so they've they've been off for a solid nine days. Uh, They play Princeton. I would expect them to destroy them. Uh, Kansas plays South Dakota. Can they finally win a game by more than five points? Um, Because it hasn't been looking that way thus far. Um, After two close calls against New Mexico State and Villanova, Kansas is sorely missing Yudoka Azabuki. Buffalo at Syracuse, like I mentioned. Gonzaga, see if they can get back on track. They dropped to eighth in the polls. Uh, we got Wednesday, Samford goes to Tennessee. Um, Virginia goes to South Carolina. Again, South Carolina isn't very good, but that'll be interesting. You know, first, I guess that'd be their first, Virginia's first true road game. And Frank Martin can coach. I don't care who he has, he can coach. Auburn goes to NC State. That should be a terrific game. NC State, one of the most underrated teams thus far. Braxton Beverly has been terrific. They already have their only losses to Wisconsin on the road by four points. They have wins against Vanderbilt, Penn State uh, thus far. Uh, They've been terrific. Kevin Keats, again, that dude's a pretty good coach. They lost a lot after last year, um, and it hasn't seemed to matter a whole lot yet. Let's see. Uh, Duke, yeah, like I said, Duke and Texas Tech on Thursday. That's the game of the night. Uh, Friday, uh, Michigan State, Oakland. That has produced some pretty good games in the past. That's an actu- actually kind of an interesting matchup. Oakland isn't good. They're they're in the Horizon League, but uh, Michigan State. Uh, you know, let's see how uh, they respond. They're still they're still hanging on to that top ten spot. Uh, Furman goes to to LSU. Furman ranked twenty fourth. LSU unranked. See if. LSU can kind of get back on track. They've already lost three games. I think uh, Florida State, Oklahoma State, and Houston, they are lacking some good wins. Um, Buffalo Marquette, that's also a, a, a very good Friday night game. Where, where's that found on? Uh, FS1, uh, two ranked teams. 
And uh, as we wrap it up, we'll get to the, f- the Saturday slate. Uh, Tennessee plays Wake Forest. Wake Forest is really bad. I would expect Tennessee to run them over. Virginia plays William & Mary. Uh, Nebraska, let me just say something about Nebraska. They're, they're ranked right now. Um, had a really nice week. They lost at Minnesota. That was a pretty bad loss. But then cr- they beat Creighton uh, soundly. Uh, for the battle of this of Nebraska, and then they just, and they took care of Oklahoma State. Um, they they are so they dropped tonight. They are now nine two uh, with that loss to Minnesota, but still two solid wins against uh, likely bubble teams in Creighton and Oklahoma State. Jesse Palmer and Isaac Copeland are two of the best players in the Big Ten. Florida State plays St. Louis. St. Louis has been sneaky good. Um, they've I think they beat Seton Hall, um, and they only lost to Pittsburgh by a couple. I think that was in Atlantis. And uh, against Houston on the road, only lost 64 to, or 68-64. So the Billikens, kind of a sneaky good team that has uh, tripped up some teams uh, lately. CBS Sports Classic, that's uh, Ohio State and UCLA. And then uh, Kentucky and Carolina, that's in Chicago. Those should be pretty good games. And then Kansas goes to Arizona State. That's going to be a that's that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, last year, Arizona State beat Kansas at, at Allen Fieldhouse. How does Kansas respond? They've been uh, having some close calls, but now they got to go on the road at a top twenty-five team. Um, yeah, I, I would I would like to think that uh, Arizona State would win that game, but it should be an interesting matchup. And then the only ranked team that plays on Sunday is Houston. So that is all for this week. I intend to do a podcast probably. uh, I'll see if I can do it uh, uh, Sunday night maybe, uh, depending on what I am doing because that is the 23rd. Maybe I'll do it Saturday night. Um, I may be working that night, but I might do it after Saturday night uh, because all the games will be done by then. But we'll just have to see. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you I hope you finals went well, and I hope that everyone has a good uh, holiday season. Um, but sit back, relax, watch some college uh, basketball. NFL is pretty good too if you want to watch that as well. But for this purposes. Stick to the basketball, stick to the round ball. Thank you all for listening very much. Have a great holiday season. I will be back next week. Um, Yeah, there you go. Thank you.